Okay, y'all. So, as I'm sitting here at a way too late to um mention time, um, because my son is a night owl and um, he up thriving and surviving, <laughs> um, chilling and thrilling. Anyway, um, as I'm sitting here in this late as hell, and I am. I don't want to make it seem like I'm exhausted because we did take a nap together earlier, my son and I. Um, but I am. I, I'm tired. I would prefer to sleep at night so that I don't have to take a nap throughout the day. But ask any mom in the entire world and your kids don't care. And there is going to be some people who listen to me and be like, oh my gosh, put your kids on a schedule. If you would make him stay up all day and then have him sleep at night everything will be fine okay <laughs> that might be true in fact it's quite possibly the absolute truth but then i will have to deal with homeschooling my daughter during the day while in tandem dealing with a screaming one-year-old because he is pissed off that I won't let him lay down. And then not to mention all the cleaning and cooking and other family members that I tend to and care for throughout the day that is just like, I'm sorry, but it really don't make sense for my day-to-day -day life to do all of that, to do all the multitasking that I do but in addition, have a screaming one-year-old. I'm sorry, but when he ready to take a nap, I'll let him take a nap. It don't always be for as long as he would like, but baby. When he ready to lay down, he lay down. And I allow him to, and I give him that space. Now, I do not, um, I do not make it so that it is absolutely quiet. I have never done that. Um, my son is my second child. Um, even with my first child, which is my daughter, she's five. When she would sleep or take a nap, I did not stop. I would vacuum, um, still watch TV, maybe get up and wash the dishes, let them bitches clank around a little bit. And it's not because like, oh, I just don't care about her sleeping. It's about the fact that if you make an environment completely silent for a baby to sleep, in order for them to sleep, it has to be completely silent. Going forward, in order for them to sleep, it has to be completely silent. And if it is not, they're up. Every single little noise that they hear. And I live in an apartment. I'm sorry, but my upstairs neighbors, they fight, they scream, they holler at each other. They be slamming the door. And I don't mean like inside their home, you know, the, the doors inside. No, I mean the outside door loud they be slamming that bitch they do not care and it's not their business to care for whether my child is asleep or not they vacuum during the day they vacuum at night sometimes maintenance have something to fix in the apartment next to mine the apartment upstairs for mine and they be banging hammers and all of that bringing stuff upstairs and downstairs and that's loud it could be loud and then in turn, it is not their fault that my child cannot sleep. It's my fault because I made it an environment where my child has to have complete silence to sleep. So, in short, all of this means that <laughs> I need to get on a different schedule. 
with my child and I know that so that's not that's not really what this podcast is about I just wanted to like I guess say that in a roundabout way I say a lot of stuff in a roundabout way so please like have some patience with me it takes me a long time to come to a conclusion um because uh I don't know I don't know if it's the lack of sleep or the mom brain or what but I Sometimes when I'm like trying to get to a point, I will go around it and around it and around it and then boom, hit that bullseye. And some people be like, damn, mamas, you could have been said that. And I could have been said it, but it wouldn't have like been complete to me if I wouldn't have said everything else leading up to it. If that makes sense. If it don't make sense, then you know. But if it do make sense, then you know. (laughs) Anyway, though. My sister and I, my sister-in-law and myself earlier, we was talking about the fact that, like, um, when you work, and she works full-time, sometimes she works doubles, um, but she also daily makes dinner for her family. She has four children um, and a fiancé. She daily makes dinner for her family. Um, on the weekends, on the days that she work, she still like when her kids wake up, it's breakfast, um, in the middle of the day, lunch and, um, again, dinner and they old enough to like, you know, get their own snacks basically. So that's why I didn't mention that part, but she is a full-time worker and a full-time mom. And, um, We were talking about the fact that, like, you do all of this, like, in the morning. You plan for, like, okay, what am I going to make tonight? Then you take out the meat, and let's say it's beef. And you take out the beef, and you um, either put it in a refrigerator. Some people unthoughted meat in a refrigerator. Some people unthoughted meat sitting on the counter. Um, I usually don't um, put my meat into hot water to get it to unthaw unless it's like an emergency situation. Normally, I like just let it unthaw over time. But if I'm in a rush, I'm not going to lie. I have put it into hot water or cold water um, to get it to unthaw quicker than it would without the water. Anyway, um, anyway, you do all of that preparation. And then you take the time out your day to sometimes multitask, you know, two things at once, trying to cook and you trying to do something else. Sometimes you just, you know, have that time where you you cook and then, you know, that's good. You make everybody plates. Um, I obviously, as a mom, I make my kids plate. I have a husband. Um, Most of the time I make his plate. Sometimes I don't. Either way, he don't care. But anyway, um, when I do make his plate um i make his plate i mean (laughs) that's the point anyway you make everybody plate and then you about to sit down like yes i got my plate i'm about to eat up somebody thirsty Ooh, somebody need their food cut up a little bit more Uh, i'm done with my macaroni can i have some more macaroni I, i i it's always something it's always something okay as a mom, you like, okay, yeah, like I be excited when my kids want to eat my my um kids that I birthed, my stepkids. Either way it go, when they really want to eat, when they ask it for a double, when they want more, when you know, whatever the case is, I jump up because it's days where like I will cook and they won't eat. 
and it's like they'll like have a bunch of water or um we don't give our kids pop but <clears throat> sometimes they'll have juice um my daughter she really likes strawberry milk they'll have all of these drinks and then when they come down to eating they are not hungry which obviously as an adult i know it's because their stomach is full because they have all these drinks so when they do actually eat i'll be on it oh you want some more here you go here you go here you go and the point is by the time you get to sit down and eat your food is cold it's not warm and so you're you're eating anyway because at this point you're hungry and you don't care whether it's cold or not and by the time you get done eating you can't sit and like let your food digest and just relax by the time you get done eating and i'm not speaking for every single household because i could not possibly speak for every single household i'm just speaking for me by the time you get done eating it's bath time now or somebody wants you to read a story to them or want to read a story to you or let's play barbies or let's do this let's do that it's all of this stuff and it's like i personally um when it comes to playing i usually do not tell my kids no um i try to get into good spirits and play with them um just because um in my household i am the disciplinary if somebody do something wrong or um and I mean purposefully, I'm not talking about a little baby. I'm talking about a bigger child who knows right from wrong to a certain extent, but they still do what they want to do. Okay. I practice timeouts in this household. Um, I will, you know, it, it well, okay. It's time for you to be in a timeout or like, um, just something to that extent. Basically, I don't, I don't really spank my kids. Um, so it's like, um, yeah, timeouts or like, well, um, I'll take, give me your phone for 10 minutes or something like that. Let you think about it or whatever the case, like whatever. Anyway, um, that's me was what it come down to. Or if somebody make a mess, I'm the one that's like, um, you're not just going to leave that right there. You need to clean it up because <laughs> that's just how it go. I don't even want to get into why, because that's not really my story to tell, but um <laughs> um yeah so it's like when it comes down to playing and being um happy and playful with my kids i try to take every single opportunity i can because i do not want them to look at me as like the bitch of the house like oh my gosh mom always want me to clean up mom all it's always time to sit down it's always time to be quiet we always have to do this we always have to do that um, and of course there is going to be times where you have to sit down and be quiet. I'm not saying that I don't, um, you know, teach my kids that I'm just saying like when it comes down to it most of the time and my daughter or my stepdaughter comes to me and they like, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. I normally say, yeah, because most of the time it's just me yelling all day and I don't want to be like. And it's not, I guess, not necessarily yelling because that's a bad way to put it. It's more so just complaining. Whether you're yelling or not, a complaint sounds like a yell. Point blank, period. It does. Um, it's annoying. Nobody want to freaking hear it. Everybody like, oh, here she go again. She always got something to say. So it's like the fact that they still want to come to me and, and do these things with me, I jump on it because I have three girls and a boy. 
And I know from being a preteen, from being a teenager, that there comes a time where you don't want nothing to do with your parents. You might want to ride from them. You might want a couple dollars from them, but you're not going to want to, um, like, hang out and do this and do that. There comes a time where that that is um, pointed more towards you and your friends versus you and your parents. So, I want to soak it all in. Like, I want um, to be able to have that time with my kids and, like, just enjoy it, you know, whatever the case. And so it's like, when we think about the amount of alone time that we actually get, when you eat your food, it's cold. When you finally get around to that coffee, it's either cold or um, melted because some people like frozen coffee. Um, it's just, showers are way too quick. When you do get time away from home, it's kind of like cool at first, but then you start to think like, oh my gosh, the kid's probably destroying the house. My husband is not the type to um, make them sit down, make them clean up. Um, he let them play. Well, we both do. I don't want to put that on him because I let my kids play in the living room. Um, we have a small apartment anyway, but I let them play in the living room or in their room, however they want to, wherever they want to play at. This is their home. They should be comfortable, you know, in any room. And so it's like, you just worry about all of this stuff when you are away and then you finally get home. And sometimes like you had a right to worry because now you come home and your house is destroyed and your husband is like, oh, I, I don't know what I, I have no idea. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. And so it's like, sometimes like there's all this stuff around like, Oh, as a mom, you deserve a long time. You deserve this. You deserve that. Yet, when you actually have that alone time and you're out and about, like, let's say I go to the mall by myself. I don't have the kids with me. I'm at the mall. I done got a manicure or a pedicure or both. And, you know, now I'm just cruising around the mall. I'm just walking around. Maybe I might buy a shirt or some jeans or something. You never know. And the first person that comes up to me, guess what they're going to ask? Oh, where's the kids? AKA, not a mom out in public without her fucking kids. So you just left them on their, uh, to be alone? Where are they? Who's taking care of them? Why? And these are people who know I'm married. If I'm out and you don't see me with my husband, what, 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 what's going through your head to make you think that to ask, like, oh, where are the kids? They with their fucking dad. Is that weird? And it's, it's not a new concept. Even if they wasn't with their dad, like, obviously they're with somebody who I'm either paying to leave with them or who asked, you know, like, oh, you know, people, mom or, or sister acts like, oh, let me see my granddaughter. Let me see my niece, you know, stuff like that. People, people... <laughs> volunteer sometimes but also you could pay somebody to watch your kids for a couple hours and have some alone time so the whole concept of like where's the kids is always so fucking weird to me because they're not with me what do you mean where are they where do you think they are like i don't know it's just dumb <laughs> it's just dumb to me it's stupid but yeah i um 
it's just like we got into the whole discussion, my sister-in-law and I, about like once you become a mom and a wife, your wants and needs are automatically put on a back burner because you put them there, if that makes sense. Like I make it a point to my husband, if I'm tired, um, I'm not um i'm gonna rest basically that doesn't mean i'm gonna take a nap but i'm gonna sit down i might close my eyes a little bit i might take a nap (laughs) who knows just know i'm tired and i'm not gonna make any excuses for it i'm not gonna apologize for it if i feel tired i'm going to do what tired people do and rest point blank period i might get i might not get as much rest as i want but I am going to rest, even if it's for 10 minutes. I am not the type of wife that um, keeps the kitchen spotless. You, nine times out of 10, it's going to be some dishes in my sink. I clean off the counters all the time. My, my stove top is cleaned off. My oven is clean. My floor in the kitchen is clean. I'll clean out my refrigerator once a week, wiping it out with disinfecting and all. But you will see some dishes in my sink. I vacuum my floor once a day. Usually once everybody is done eating, but not done playing. I It's not really too much of a mess that you can get up with a vacuum when it comes to toys. But once everybody's done eating, yeah, I usually I vacuum. But I am not going to over overdo it for myself when in reality like my daughter she is she is old enough to at least clean up behind herself and i'm teaching it to her um right now we working on when you done playing with something put it away before you get the next thing um i have her put her own toys away in her room which is obviously like i mean she's five years old so like (laughs) That makes sense. When she eat, if she have like a plate or a wrapper, um, she throws that wrapper away. She um, put the plate either on the counter or in the sink. Um, that's just how we do. When she take her dirty, when she take clothes off, she, um, she put them in the dirty clothes basket. Or, well, I don't have a basket. I have a bag, but she know where to put them in. Um, so it's like, if we all just stick to doing what we have to do for ourselves, that leave less work for mom, which is the point of my teachings. But also, when you get into your own space or when you go to someone else's house, like if she go to my parents' house or my in-laws' house or um, if she has a play date, she will go into that situation automatically knowing, oh, if I play with this toy and I'm at my friend's house before I leave, instead of leaving my friend to clean up my mess and hers, I will clean up my mess. Or let's let's clean up together. She says the little cleanup song. She is usually pretty upbeat about it, but my daughter is like freakishly upbeat. She is like always happy, but but i will say that when she is not happy you know she she can definitely throw a fit but she is 
super upbeat she's super happy all the time and it is i love it um and most people also around her love it because upbeat people usually make other people feel upbeat just because they're so happy and smiling so much and it makes you want to smile it's contagious but yes basically teaching her to be like a functioning person in this world where you know so many people feel like um if they go to a restaurant like it's not their job to clean off their table because they don't get paid to do it when in reality like <laughs> you're a grown ass adult leaving a big ass mess at a table instead of just picking it up and it's not like so much that you can't do it like stack everybody plate up together put the silverware into a cup stack all the cups up together too put all the napkins on one plate like at least make it easy for them to come through and pick it up it's not that big of a deal for you to just try to be like oh i don't i don't get paid to do that like that's just so weird to me and no, I have never been a server. I just have been taught to have common courtesy for other people. Um, yeah. So anyway, yes. Um, to sum it all up, I be tired as hell. Um, and I do not have a problem with saying so. I am going to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to do that. I'll wait till I feel like doing it. Yeah. Because so many things in life you can't wait. You have to do it right now. You can't just sit up and wait. You can't just sit up and wait. So the things that can wait, for instance, the dishes. Yeah. They finna sit in that sink until I feel like doing them. And it's probably going to be tomorrow. Sure. It might be before bed. Who knows? But all I know is I'm not doing it right now. And ain't nobody going to be nice about it. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because some people do be. Ugh. Okay. I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. I am not giving nobody advice. This is not advice. <laughs> this is just me speaking from my own personal experience or from things that I have seen in my own personal life. I am not giving advice. If you want advice, I will give it to you because I love giving advice. <laughs> but I'm not a professional, which is the point. I'm not a professional. Um, Sometimes I be knowing what I'm talking about. Sometimes I don't. But I'm still going to talk about it. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear that or not, but my son, he have a jj doll and it sings this go to bed song that he loved pushing the button to, for to hear the song but he hate going to bed so that's what i'm dealing with anyway though have y'all ever just like snuck off to the bathroom and cried and then when you got done crying you just felt like so much better now you ready to clean up the house and sing because the other day I just like, I just was so overwhelmed, like trying to, um, I homeschool my daughter. So trying to do that. And then my son, he is, um, breastfed. And so like, we're also working on him, like, um, 
trying to walk um and so he is just like not interested he will stand up um he will even stand up without holding on to anything but he just will not take that first little step so anyway um when there has been a lot of people saying like oh take him out of his playpen take him out of his playpen if you take him out of his playpen he'll get on the floor he'll walk when i take him out of his playpen he crawls right directly to wherever i am at there are times that he do play he have toys um interactive toys learning toys and toys just for fun he have toys um some of them make noise some of them don't he will play with his toys but it always ends in about 10 to 15 minutes and he will come right to wherever i'm at and crawl all over me and um he doesn't necessarily he's not a hug and kiss kind of baby he's not even a cuddly kind of baby he really don't like that um he just want to crawl all over me he wants to be touching me but he don't want me to touch him if that makes sense so here i am um trying to go over this social studies lesson with my daughter and she's getting frustrated because my son is a distraction um there's no other really word way to put it he's very distracting um to her and then he's distracting to me also and i'm getting frustrated because i keep on putting him down i'll put him in front of a toy i'll hand him a ball i'll hand him um he have these blocks that are shapes, you know, circle, triangle, square, whatever. And I'll hand him these things and he still will turn around and come right back to me. And um, for those people who will say, maybe he wasn't hungry. He wasn't hungry. He was just <laughs> wanting to be around his mom, which is not a problem. I'm not trying to act like it's a problem. I absolutely love my son and I love the fact that he wants to be around me. I'm just speaking on the fact of how it is. It was frustrating in that moment to be trying to focus on something and then have him all around just touching me, just touching me, just touching me. And um, my husband had been at work all day um, and he was having his alone time in a separate room. And he did not come out once. <laughs> not after hearing how frustrated I was, hearing his son cry for 10 minutes straight. Um, I ended up telling my daughter, like, look, I need a break. It is not because of you. This is not your fault. Mom needs a break, okay? I um, let her be in her room, do whatever she wanted to do for her break time because i don't try to like tell her what a break is however she want to take her break that's how she take her break i put my son in his playpen which shockingly as soon as i put him in there um i don't want to say he stopped crying immediately but after maybe like 30 seconds he was not crying he was fine um and i went to the bathroom i turned on the water in the sink and i cried for 20 minutes straight um, and then I came from out of the bathroom, drunk an entire bottle of water, and I felt better. I did. I felt so much better. 
Um, but I also, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I gave my husband a piece of my mind. Because you're not fucking deaf. You heard him out there screaming. You didn't even try or suggest anything or try to come out here and be like, you know, I mean, there there was nothing. You was in there minding your own business and that's so annoying to me. Like, it's annoying. And even speaking of that, <clears throat> I had, as a preference to this next subject, I had postpartum extremely bad when it came to my daughter. I was very, very, very attached. I did not want anybody else to change her diaper, give her baths, change her clothes, any of that. I, and I would freak out if somebody suggested that they should. I hated for people to say, oh, I'll keep the baby. Why don't you take a nap? I cannot rest without my baby being in my vicinity. I will freak out. My mind will attack itself to the point where I know you're hurting her. You could be in the living room laughing and playing and I could hear you laughing and playing. But because I'm not in that same room, my mind will just keep going and going and going to the point where I have worked myself up to like, no, for a fact, you are in there hurting her. And I need to go and get my baby and keep her away from you. I was very attached. And my husband was the only person who um, actually tried to help. Um, he suggested that I talk to somebody, which I did. It wasn't a professional. It was just other moms. I don't want to make it seem like I went to therapy. It was other moms, but it did still help that I was talking and I was telling my truth. Because when people talk about postpartum, which is why I didn't know I had it, they talk about people um, who want to harm themselves, who want to harm their baby. I never wanted to harm her. I thought everybody else did want to harm her. To the point where I secluded her. I was terrified to let her out of my sight because I just knew as soon as I did, somebody's going to hurt my little baby girl. And that comes from, you know, a childhood of myself um, being hurt by various people who um, were supposed to love me and care about me and stuff. But... In the moment, it didn't feel like I was crazy. It felt like I was right. And um, so anyway, fast forward to now, I'm on my second child. I did not have postpartum this time. Um, I actually like, it was so crazy because I just was like waiting for the moment for it to kick in. Because thinking back, I remember when it kicked in for my daughter. Um, and so now I'm with my son. I was like, just waiting for it to kick in, waiting for it to happen. And it didn't. Um, of course, as a mom, I still have my worries. Um, and I love him and I care and I worry about stuff that doesn't really make sense because I mean, I'm a mom and (laughs) that's what most moms do. But, um, yeah, not postpartum, not depressed, not anything close to it. And so, um, I was complaining once recently, like, damn, like my husband, he will not get up and get the baby when he crying or when he like fussing, like he won't do it. He will literally wait until I'm like, hello, what the hell? We out here. (laughs) Come get your child. And then he's like, oh, he will. He 
will actually, I mean, he will help, but he won't do it if I don't ask. And it's annoying. Anyway, my mom was like, well, how you acted about um, your daughter, why would you think that he would, um, you, basically she was trying to say like, I scared him from his experience with my daughter that now why would he just jump up when that was our past and my problem with that is we we live alone we live in our own place i have not lived with my mom since i was 17 years old so it's been 10 years about to be 11 years this year of me not being under this woman's roof um when my when me my husband and my daughter were home we were home most of the time alone there was nobody else peeking in and seeing what was going on yes i was insane when it came to my daughter but when she cried and i could not figure out why she was crying if he was home because at the time he was working if he was home he would jump up quick and he always knew what to do but when it comes to my son, he act like he have no idea. And I think, I do think that it's because he have, my daughter is his third girl. And so my son is his first boy. And I think that in his head, there's a difference. Um, Up until the point where now my son is used to me being the only one to get up and comfort him, to get up and make him not cry to the point where like now my um husband has to work a little bit a little bit harder I can admit that um but anyway I was just complaining about it and my mom was like well how you acted before and what you did before and blah 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 and it's just like how can you how can you hold my postpartum against me and my husband don't um me and my husband we have had the discussion and he is like you know working on oh my god i just noticed my son took his pants off <laughs> the diaper coming next god anyway my husband he is working on it he working on it we have had discussions um healthy discussions not just me being angry and talking at him we actually talk to each other and he's working on it um he you know knows that just like a daughter need her dad a son need his dad too we talked about it but it's just the point of like why why would you bring up like oh yeah when you had postpartum and of course she won't say, my mom won't say it like that it's just like well when Davina was a baby when Davina was a baby okay we're talking about a time when I had postpartum depression I had postpartum with my daughter for close to a year when I had to go to work, I would cry and cry and cry all day. Um, I would call her multiple times a day as a baby. Mm -hmm. She couldn't talk and I would call her multiple times a day. I would video chat multiple times a day. I would just cry and cry and cry and cry. And this was for close to a year. Um, and even after that year, if I would call um, whoever is watching her, if I would call because at first it was my sister and then I had a, a different person um, uh, who's not related to me. 
doing childcare. So whether it was my sister or this other person, if I would call and they wouldn't answer, I might wait maybe five minutes and I will call back. If they still didn't answer, I'm on my way. I'm leaving work and I never made any excuses. I never lied to my supervisor. I never um, pretended like uh, I was doing something else and really I was going to check on my, no. I always told the truth. My uh, The person who have my kid, they not answering the phone. So I'm on my way. To the point where they learned to text, oh, we, we're eating. After we eat, we're going to take a nap. Okay, tell me that. I can't tell you not to nap. I never, whether it was my sister or um, my close friend, I never, ever, ever was like, oh, when you have my daughter, don't sleep. I'm a person who loves sleep. So that never was like part of my criteria. But if you don't tell me and then like you're, you're asleep, so obviously you don't hear your phone, how the hell do I know? Now my mind is just like rolling, like somebody kicked their door in and <laughs> kidnapped you. Like it was just, it. Uh, my, my anxiety is, is very, very horrible. And even now it's to the point where like, it's a little bit obsessive. Um, but yeah, so I just um, don't even really know where I was going with this story. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> it's just, it's hard. Like people think that being a mom is so easy because there's so much love involved. And there is, I love my kids to death. Um, but my brain does not work the same as it used to <clears throat> on any type of capacity. I am such an airhead now. Um, and it's annoying, like even hearing myself, like have a conversation with somebody, I will be thinking like, you sound so dumb. Like how many times are you going to say, um, how many times are you going to say like, how many times are you going to like change the subject? <laughs> and I just can't, I, I can't stop myself from doing it. And so now it's to the point where it's like, this is me. Oh, well, take it or leave it. And most people take it because they love me. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is uh, obviously my second episode. I don't know. What should I call this one? Like, I don't know. Late night blabbering. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm probably going to try to <clears throat> drink a bottle of water and get my son to lay down, hopefully. Um, and also probably like now, since I have like, obviously like talked to myself about it, clearly, <laughs> I'm going to probably try to like think of different ways to like change his sleep schedule um and mine also because staying up late at night is just I mean I guess it's not like too much of a problem because <laughs> once I drop my husband off to work we all three my husband I, my husband sorry he be at work not my husband 
my daughter and my son and me we um all three of us we come home and we usually take a nap until it's time for um my daughter's school to start um because even though she's homeschooled she does have certain face-to-face time that she needs with the teacher which by face-to-face i mean um over the computer like a video where they have to see her and they have to um well it's only one teacher um but i just don't want to say her name um she has to see her she has to hear her um they do math together um addition and subtraction she has to show her work and um they also um do reading and writing together um which reading you can't really show your work you just gotta prove that you can read which if she can hear her then she know that she can read um in writing um she has to show her work and because there is video and audio then the teacher knows that my daughter is doing that work on her own i'm not helping her i'm not coaching her through it um the most that i usually say to her is sound it out and whatever you think that that word um however you think that word is spelled that's how you spell it and if you're wrong then we can work on it and we can change it but you have to try it on your own first um wow that was too too much but anyway um yeah so normally we take a nap and then she does her school things um first with the teacher and then with me um i don't do the whole day of school with her just in like one straight seven hour blip um i usually we do some um in the morning uh we take a break obviously we have to eat use the bathroom all of that i don't make her ask me for when she has to go to the bathroom if she has to go she go um and then um we eat then we do a little bit more and um by that time it's usually time for me to go get my step my oldest stepdaughter and go get my husband from work um and then once i oh my gosh he is just spilling this cup my carpets are destroyed oh my gosh i need more than a carpet cleaner i need a carpet re-freaking placement anyway um usually it's time for me to go get my stepdaughter go get my husband by the time we get back home um it's about dinner time um, which I make dinner after he gets home. I don't have dinner already ready because that means that all of us are eating cold food and I like my kids to have their food when it's still warm. So I cook once we get back from, um, getting him. And, um, after dinner, it's probably like maybe one or two subjects left that we do. Um, then we got to worry about bath time and everything else. So it's like, I try to make it so that she has a pretty full day, but also um, she have time in between for herself and for what she wants. Um, Today was a little different because um, my husband didn't go to work because the the roads were pretty bad. Um, So we just kind of slept in up until it was time for her to go to school. And then um, once she had to log in for school, then, you know, that's when it was time to get up. And we were up. We did all of her school 
today we did it all in the morning um and in the afternoon and then after she was done with school since today we had leftovers i didn't actually cook today we had leftovers um me and my son we took a nap um probably like we laid down at like 4 30 and we didn't get back up until like 6 30 6 45 and it was a really good nap it really truly was but now um it's late it is super late and he is not tired and um I don't know. I mean, he just like jumping around in his playpen, laughing and playing. And I'm so like, again, like I said in the beginning, I don't want to make it seem like I'm exhausted because I'm not. If I was exhausted, I wouldn't be able to keep up no conversation and I'd be asleep. But I am tired. Like, I could sleep. And surprisingly, I love sleep. So the fact that I'm not even laying down is a miracle. But here we are. Anyway, yes, I'm going to call this late night blabbering. Um, I am going to make a... Um, email. And I am going to have people who listen to me and enjoy me um, email me like topics or ideas to talk about um, that, you know, they think that we could re all relate to. Um, there are going to be times where I also have um, people um, here with me or with me through the internet. <laughs> um join in on the show um this will not always be about parenting um it's just like something that i don't know is easy for me to talk about and i'm trying to get into the groove of things so here we are um so yeah um also a lot of people already have my social media so if you already have my facebook or my twitter or my instagram and you have a suggestion or you have something to say about the show or to me feel free to you know hit me up um and um yeah so this was mama gibbs <laughs> late night blabbering i might even name the whole like a whole series about that because i feel like i don't know i have a lot of late nights but hopefully I will get a different sleep schedule, so maybe it won't be late night blabbering. Maybe it'll be afternoon blabbering. You never know, because there's always time for a little bit of blabber. Anyway, um, thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, if you listen to this whole thing, hopefully you like it. Hopefully you rate um, you know, my content. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. See ya. I mean, damn. Talk to you later. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm losing my voice. Well, I'm getting my voice back. I was sick. And um, so I know I sound a little bit different. But I just want to talk about this because um, it's been a lot of like... <clears throat> Sorry. Heavy on TikTok, and it's been a lot of, um, like, um,
single parent stuff, basically, like, uh, you know, is a single mom bad, is a single dad bad, you know, whatever, should have picked better, whatever the case. And my whole reasoning for even, you know, adding to this is because um, I was raised by my mom. And I think, like, of course, there's some stuff that, you know, I probably would have chose for her to do different. But at the same time, um, thinking of my mother as a human being and not as an all-knowing, you know, robot or something, she um, she did her best. Um, that don't take away from my experience. Um, I don't want to sound too much like a therapist, but, um, you know, knowing that my mom did not know what she was doing, <clears throat> it don't make me feel better necessarily. But honestly, it do a little bit because she was not the type of person to repeat her mistakes. Um, if she stood 10 toes down on something that she said or something that she did, she meant that from the bottom of her heart. If it hurt your feelings, um, you know, sorry, but at the same time, like, not too, too sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but like, um, you know, she had her own little thing. And so it's like, she did not raise her kids how she was raised. And um, we, uh, well, she only have two kids with kids, but we don't raise our kids um, how we was raised either. I mean, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I don't speak for everybody. I know that. Um, because it's also a lot of like, a little bit of like family drama going on. And it's not really necessarily, like, up to me to tell that whole little story or whatever. I just want to say, like, it's not like, you know, um, <coughs> yeah, damn. Look at me tell me, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. Anyway, sorry, gosh. Um, I don't think that it necessarily, like, oh, damn. Sorry, I'm playing a game, too, and I'm um, trying to tell this story. Okay, so my whole point about it was that um Okay, my mom was raised by both of her parents. She knew who her dad was right from the beginning. Um her mom was also in her life again, two parents who made mistakes that she her and I have talked about. Um you know, she feels like at a certain point, they should have woken up and realized that they was doing something wrong. I agree. Um, I haven't heard my grandparents' side of the story. Well, I have heard a little bit from my grandma, so I'm not going to lie. And according to my grandma's side of the story, also, she should have woken up and, and realized that she was doing something wrong. And that... Um, you know, once you become a parent, what you want and what you need to do for your child. Sometimes it's two different things. And um, it's up to you to decide what's more important and what's not. And um, you can't just, like, keep on making excuses like, oh, my mom will do it or his mom will do it or my grandma raised me, so what's wrong with her grandma raising her? You know, whatever the case, um, sometimes you just... Sometimes you got to just admit, you know what I mean? You did the wrong thing. So my mom had a wonderful father um, as far as actually being in her life. 
and um, having conversations with her, teaching her certain things. Um, also, uh, how do I say it? Um, <clears throat> having conversations with her, teaching her stuff, and um, you know, financially, like my grandma, you know, really didn't have to worry about what her kids was gonna eat or how her kids was gonna survive because she had a a father to her children who was gonna make sure of you know everything and so for me um I didn't have my dad around my mom was a teenage mom and um a lot of times um my mom would say that she felt like why um not in a dismissive way, I will say that. I think it was a genuine question of why do you think you need your dad? Why do you feel like you need your dad and you have me? I've been here. He haven't, so why do you keep on having questions? Why do you keep on blah blah? For me, um, it was uh I didn't look like nobody in my family. Like people told me that I looked like my granddad. Um, which is my mom's father. Um, people told me I look like him a lot. And um, I, I will agree the skin tone, the smile, a lot of mannerisms, absolutely. <coughs> um, but I guess um, I just like really, really felt like I was missing something. And it's not necessarily that I felt like if I find my dad, or if my mom tell me who my dad is, or you know, however you want to say it, if that situation happened, then all of a sudden, magically, miraculously, um, I will uh, just have a better life. Everything will just be clear. I'll be so happy and blah, blah, blah. So that's not super necessarily the case, but um, it is a little bit. Because I didn't know my dad until I was 17. And um, my high, my whole high school, um, I, I guess people say high school career, high school life, or I don't know. I um, have very low self-esteem. Um, it wasn't as low as it was in middle school because I think middle school was my lowest. That's when I had a lot of bullies, a lot of... Um, Gosh, middle school was just really bad. High school, you know how people be like, oh, if I could do high school over again, I would never. I'd do high school over again. Because it wasn't, I, my self-esteem wasn't so bad in the case of um, somebody could just start talking about me and I would feel some type of way and I would, you know. So that wasn't the case. My self-esteem was low as um, it came to men and boys. And, um, yes, I said that correctly, men and boys. Um, nobody ever, ever, ever complimented me on my face. Or my skin tone or my smile or something like that. My compliments were strictly bodily. And so, <coughs> I was a compliment seeker. I would, um, wear clothes that might show off a little bit of belly or um 
shorts that might be a little bit too short um a little um what they call them pencil skirt or something like that if i'm going out um and it wasn't necessarily to be like promiscuous i didn't like lay down with everybody who just gave me a compliment but it was just like trying to like crave those compliments i want those compliments um and i had found myself in a couple situations with older men that left me question like can you really like trust a man you know blah, blah blah personally what i took from the situation as an adult is that you cannot trust nobody you can't trust men but you can't trust women either um there are certain people who you could kind of like I don't know, because I'm only saying this as somebody who have been through, like, some sketchy situations that you a little bit can tell who you could trust off a couple conversations um, because you ask the right type of questions because you have been through certain things. Um, for me personally, uh, I did go through a period of time where I didn't trust nobody, so I will say that. But it wasn't like an angry, like, oh, F everybody, you know, whatever, whatever. I would just take people at face value. I would just, um, you know, keep certain people at arm's length. But if you prove yourself to me um, that I could trust you, then I wouldn't question it. Because that was just how person I was. So, anyway, anyway, I said all of that. Been in some sketchy situations with older men and sometimes um uh people the same boys the same age as me um to fast forward to when i did actually physically meet my dad and know that he was my dad um because <laughs> when i met him and when i knew he was my dad was two different occasions when i knew he was my dad um and we had hung out and my mother um was very 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 truth forward with me um, again, I cannot speak for my siblings. I don't know if they feel the same way about my mom or what, but for me personally, my mom would tell me the truth, um, no matter what at age level, <clears throat> most of the time, but by me not having a dad and me constantly asking her answers did get more and more, um, in depth. So yeah, there was that, um, her just basically telling me like, look, I made a mistake. I thought I was grown, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's her story to tell. I'm not going to get too deep into it. But, you know, her mistake was thinking she was grown. Her mistake was not me. Her mistake was thinking she was grown and, and trying to be out, you know, kicking in and doing this and doing that. And the whole time, you really don't know what you're doing. Like, you can name this or that, but you really don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? So, okay. My mom had basically at the point of me being 17 told me um, all of the truth behind my father and her and this and that and whatever. So when I met him and <clears throat> I asked him about it, he lied. He made it seem like him and my mom was in love and um, they was going to get married and this, this and that. My mom was 15 when she got pregnant and 16 when she actually had, gave birth. Um, he was a little bit older. I don't want to make it. He was older. He was 
over 20. They are um, at least five years apart. I want to say maybe six. In between five and six years apart. I'm going to stick with five. I'm sorry. Because, you know, just using a birth year, that's it. Because people get into like half year and this amount of months or whatever. I'm going to say they was five years apart. She was 15 when she got pregnant. She was 16 when she had me. She, I was born in Illinois. Um, so was her. So was she. So was he. Um, <laughs> they wasn't finna get married. Um, even if, even if it was somewhere where basically like your parents can, excuse me, hold on, where your parents can sign off and say like, oh yeah, my daughter can marry this person or whatever. My grandparents would have never did that. I already knew that. I mean, it's like an ongoing joke between me and my mom now, but, um, as soon as he told that lie, like him and my mom was in love and this and that and whatever, whatever. The reason why it stuck with me so bad is because, in his mind, logically, you would rather for your child to believe that you and their mom was in love until that child was born. And then something changed. Then something went crazy and this, this, and that, or whatever, right? That's weird to me. To me, it was a little bit more accepting that him and my mom was kicking it. And then my mom ended up pregnant, and then that's when I found out that they wouldn't work as a couple. Um, it was more accepting because they really didn't know each other. Um, so it wasn't like a baby tore them apart. Um, and it wasn't like my mom was purposefully trying to get pregnant so that a baby would bring them together. But I wouldn't have believed that part anyway, only because of... <laughs> later in life things concerning my mom but I my mom not the type of person I know that um she had never have a baby on on somebody and try to be like oh yeah now you gotta be with me da, da, da. No. but it just as soon as he told that lie it kind of clicked to me that like if your dad will lie to you any nigga on this earth damn can I say nigga it's black history month it's black history month They'll lie to you, baby. And I'm sorry, but I'm saying this to every any woman who listens to this or man. If you dating, I'm just going to tell you. A motherfucker will lie if they can. It's up to you to decide what's the truth and what you believe and, and what going forward. Because one thing that I would say, the person that's telling the truth, they never get mad at you. When I went back to my mom after I had talked to my dad, we hung out and everything, and I told her what he said, she laughed. She laughed. She gave me a hug, and my mom is not a hugger. She laughed. She gave me a hug, and she said straight out, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not true. But that was funny. I'm glad you told me that that was that's not true, and I would hate for you to think that you was the reason why me and your dad broke up because there was nothing to break up. And I think um, that that's uh, also a big reason why I'm not one of those women who 
will not will will you know break up with a dude or a dude break up with me or whatever and then turn around and lie on him because my mom um through her own actions taught me to not be that type of person you can't lie on somebody you can't and that don't bring nothing but bad back on you tell the truth if y'all broke up and it was your fault because you know maybe you didn't want to be with him maybe it was this maybe it was that it don't matter Tell the truth. So, for me, um, you know, that's honestly when I decided, like, that's when I kind of started taking myself more serious. Because, obviously, before then, it was times where I felt like somebody was lying to me, but I would feel like, you know, um, I was more of a brush it off kind of person, you know, whatever. But I do think that that helped me with my husband because my husband was raised by a lot of men who lie. Um, and he wasn't ever in like just, he was never a pathological liar. I won't say that. He didn't lie about everything. But it was certain lies that he would tell. And at first, um, at the beginning of our relationship, I brushed off, brushed off, brushed off. And then um, once I started to basically want to be serious and want to basically like be taken serious, I guess I would say, it was like um, I would start calling him out on more and more of those lies. Like, oh, um, you're not telling the truth. You're not telling the truth. And it bothered him so much, not because I was calling him out, but because I really truly didn't know when he was lying. And so he would be like kind of like looking at me like... <laughs> How do you know? How do you know I'm already lying? Like, how do you already know? Um, and it's so crazy because we have been through so much in our relationship. Uh, a lot on both ends. It's not just him. It's not just me. Um, we grew up, you know, uh, we, we matured together. I don't want to say we grew up together. We matured together and we became um, our best selves together. And so, like, now, um, recently, he was, well, <laughs> it's been a couple times, but I, recently, he was invited to the strip club. I have absolutely no problem with that. I've been begging, and I do mean begging, to go to the strip club with him. Um, he don't want to. I don't, I, I'm not going to speak for him and say he don't want to go just because he don't want to go with me. I think that he don't want to go in general. I believe that if I went with a friend or two, obviously it wouldn't be a problem. And yes, I am talking about a female strip club, um, like, you know, girls um, dancing and entertaining and um, making a do what they do, uh, period, getting their coins, um, <clears throat> that type of club. Um, I think, you know, it's just not particularly for him and that's it so anyway this person called him and told him not to tell me what they would be doing on this particular date and he told them no I'm gonna tell her whatever whatever you know blah blah, blah. so of course he did and we talked about it we laughed about it it is what it is so then the person was like she he he told them that Oh, my wife don't care, you know. Yeah, I can go. It is what it is. Da, da, da. The person was like, Oh yeah, she say that now. Um, that's what that's what she's saying now. Now I'm the type of person 
<clears throat> I absolutely 100% cannot. If I have an attitude, I cannot hide it. If I'm mad, I cannot hide it. I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to tell you, yeah, <clears throat> and then a day that the stuff's supposed to happen. Now I want to argue and fight in this and that. Mm -mm. That's just not me. And he already know that. I'm a very head on soon as I feel some type of way, whether it's sad, um, mad, even happy, especially happy. Oh, my gosh. I love giving compliments um, or praise. No matter what emotion I'm feeling, I am going to, you finna know, especially if I care about you. And um, I want to continue on, like, you know, being with you, whether it's a friendship or, you know, my sisters, my cousins, whatever. If you do something that make me feel some type of way, I, yeah, baby, it's going to be known. It's going to be out there. So, I was just like, you know, that's kind of weird for that person to say because this person know me. I, or I thought, you know what I mean, because I'd be around. Uh, I'd be around. And, um... So he was like, maybe they planning on being out all night. <coughs> and I was like, well, you know, I mean, it, it's up to you. I can't tell you what time to come home, but, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom and my husband is the one that go to work. So it's like, only you know how much sleep you need. And that's on you. But, like, if you're going to call off work for this, now that would piss me off. Only because, like... You know you don't want to take care of the kids. He has four kids. You don't want to take care of the kids. You don't want to take care of me. Um, missing a day from work for this. Now, if you're sick or the car breakdown or something like that, of course, I'm not going to be so nitpicky to be like, wow, you can't find a way and make a way. You're not going to walk all the way to work. Seriously? That's not me. But, like, it's just like, um... That, you know, come on now. That's like That's like me... You know, getting fucked up and then the next day, like, being like, oh, damn, I can't drive you to work because that that's like you putting something before your household because you knew what you had to do before you started drinking or before you started kicking it or, you know, whatever the case. So, again, so we talked about it and he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go because what if this person want to stay out late and I want to be home by a certain time and this, this, and that. And I said, well, if we get to that time, you feel like that person is not ready to go, you could always just call me and say, come get me. And he like, no, you shouldn't have to leave the house. You shouldn't have to this, this, and that. And you shouldn't have to blah, blah, blah. But I personally feel like, you know, if he really want to go, he shouldn't have to, you know, sit around and wait in the house and, and be with me. I, I'm not trying to be funny like I'm not worth being with, but... If you want to go out, like, my husband never go out. If you want to go out, go. Like, that's just not. But at the same time, I do get what he's saying. Like, his job is important to him. His family is important to him. And what he do to provide for his family and the amount of time he spend and how that all is kept up, all of that matters to him as it should. And... You know, you can't expect for the next person to care about what you got going on in your home. And we don't have no helpers. If we, which, thank God, you know, knock on wood, we have never been short on rent. But if we short on rent, if we short on, you know, consumers, 
sorry, if we short on the electricity bill or this or that, um, we don't have anybody to call and be like, can I get this? Can I get that? You know, whatever. We have to figure it out amongst ourselves. And by him being the breadwinner of the family, the only person in the household uh, making consistent money, because I, <clears throat> I try, you know, I'm trying different business endeavors, um, trying to be my own like boss and trying to, you know, find a way to manage my own money. But at the t point in time, my money is not consistent. It's not even reliable. I would never, ever, ever rely on my money. But I can rely on his, and, and he understands that and knows that. He would never put his family in that situation. So it was just funny to me that this person was like, oh, yeah, don't tell. And then turned around and was like, oh, yeah, she say that now. And the whole time, like, I'm the one convincing him, like, trying to get him to, like, go. Like, you should go. You should. At the end of the day, like... We have um, a happy relationship life. If y'all know what I mean, y'all know what I mean. Um, I, you know, take care of the home up to his standards, up to my standards. There's no liking there either. My children are taken care of. Um, we got a, well, I was going to say we got a little cat, but he big. Um... My the home is taken care of. I take care of what I need to take care of, and you know he meet me on the other end and take care of what he has to take care of, and we are you know happy and secure with each other. And so it's just like so crazy to me that um, that just happened, and um, I think that you know. Yeah, I used to be so mad when my mom would say, like, oh, you don't need a dad, you don't need a dad. And, um, you know, I, I used to be uh, honestly and truthfully upset with my dad for not being around because it's not like he didn't know that my mom was pregnant or that I was born or that I was around. Um, but at the same time, the way that things happen between me and my mom and then between me and my dad, um, it really taught me to be the person that I am today, 100%, and I am grateful for that because with my kids, I don't lie, like, if I can't afford something, I will say, you know, I can't afford it, you know, I don't have the money for it or whatever, or, um, you know, whatever the case, if something is a maybe, I explain, like, why it's a maybe. I'm only saying that I might be able to do this because I might have the money. But I need you to understand that if I don't have the money, we cannot do A, B, and C. And we might be able to do something else, but we cannot do that. And, you know, that's my whole thing. And I try to teach my kids to be grateful and be happy with, you know, what they are given, what's bought for them, what's, you know, all of it because... At the end of the day, the world we live in, everything is so expensive. And the most expensive thing is rent. Rent, mortgage, bills, um, cars, gas, things that are necessities. And so it's like you can't really like afford to have your kids thinking that they live in a fairy tale land. Baby, 
<laughs> it don't work like that. And so, um, you know, this basically was all about like, it's a lot of people who assume that single moms come from a broken home. And so then, um, like if you a single mom, then that means your dad was never around. Your dad didn't teach you nothing. Your dad wasn't reliable, this, this, and that. Um, and your mom bashed your dad and this, this, and that. It was not my grandparents. Now, their personal relationship did not work out. No, they wasn't married. They um, didn't stay together. They, you know, sometimes didn't get along and it's this and that. But, um, either one of them never called the other a bad parent. Um, never tried to, like make the kids feel like, you know, oh yeah, you can't trust your mama, oh you can't trust your it was never that, you know. It might have been some other stuff, but it was never that. My mom, um, you know, she might have had a different relationship with her mom than she had with her dad. But what I will say is that she deeply, deeply, truly loved them both. And um they both helped her grow as a person and as a parent. And like I said, she didn't raise us how she was raised. And I honestly, truthfully believe that was a good thing. Um, what some things that how she raised me, like would I change some things? Sure. But um, she did an awesome job. She really, truly did. And then, you know, on the other side of that, me not having my dad around and having, you know, different men in my life um, who were great. I can't, you know, um, I would never, ever, ever. Oh, my gosh. The the men that I had in my life, whether they were actually blood family or my stepdad um, or my sisters my, or my siblings, sorry, my siblings. Uh, dads, none of them were horrible to me. None of them were abusive or weird or anything like that. I 100% lucked out with, um, you know, the men that my mom chose to keep and stay around my household and, um, you know, everything else. Obviously, you know, like I said, there's some stuff here and there, but at the same time, like, I said the people who she chose to keep around and um sorry the people who um stayed around and was around you know they were great to me um I can't say obviously they wasn't great to her because otherwise they would have stayed together but they wasn't weirdos. Um, I will say that for me in particular, it was very, very, very important for me for my kids to have one dad, for me to not have um, uh, people in and out of my house or, you know, whatever. But that's just for me because... I personally, like, I just always wanted to know what it would feel like to have a full sibling. Like, you got the same mom, the same dad. Um, 
to to walk around and somebody be like, dang, you look just like your brother, you look just like your sister. Now, for me in particular, again, this was not until I was already grown, until my thoughts had already, my thoughts around parenting and how I was going to handle myself had already solidified. And I know I was young, and so it's kind of, you know, odd, but yeah, at 17. But after I met my dad and then I started to meet my siblings, we do look alike. And when I say we look alike, I mean we look just alike to the point where it's a couple of them that sometimes my mom cannot tell the difference between us. My mom will be like, is this you or is this such and such, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's a wonderful feeling to me to be like, you know, wow, I really do fit in somewhere. I really do, you know, uh, belong. But that's just for me. But growing up, it was not there, and um, I latched on to the fact that, like, you know, consistency, consistency, consistency. Um, it. Sorry. It really. Um, excuse me. Um, it's just driven me. I guess I was saying. Um, I'm very consistent with my kids and my stepkids, um, with my friends and all of that. Like, I try my hardest to be somebody who, um, you know, people can count on and stuff like that, which, you know, that's a little bit of a different story. But what I will say is that I think we all have to, um, kind of try to learn and grow from other people and other people's experiences and um for me what that looked like was growing from what my mom had been through and what my dad had been through and also like um actually listening to what other people saying and like taking it in and stuff like that and so you know um when we talk about like oh this person is a single mom because of this and because of that blah 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 I'm personally never one of those people to listen to that or judge somebody off of why they are a single parent. I can't tell you why you're a single mom. I can't tell you why you're a single mom. I can't tell you why you're a grandma and you take care of your grandkids. Or a granddad and you take care of your grandkids. I cannot make that up for you. Um, what I can do is, is say that everybody's experience is different and nobody's, most people, I don't want to say nobody. Because most people do not set out to be bad parents. Most people do not set out to traumatize their children or their partner. Most people um, sometimes, you know, think they're doing the right thing. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, uh uh-uh. Or sometimes people think what they're doing, they know it's bad, but it's not such a big deal. Because they have been through worse or worse things have happened to them. And so they feel like um, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, but in reality, like it is, it is. So I think like what you've been through in life can teach you and help you to grow. Um, But it really, truly also can beat you down. And if you don't have nobody to talk to, that's bad. But if you do have somebody to talk to, whether it's a professional and they talk to you because they're being paid to talk to you, or it's a family member and they talk to you because they love you and they care, 
what you should do is just tell that person the truth. Tell the truth. The truth won't hurt you as bad as you think. But a lie will ruin your life. And I hope that if nobody ever take nothing away from these late night ramblings that I'm doing is that the truth, when people say the truth will set you free, they really truly mean that. Because when you can tell the truth about something that you did, even though it's bad, nobody can hold it over your head. Because one thing I will tell you is people around you, they will act so supportive, they will love you, they will pat you on the back of everything. But one day, maybe it's far, far in the future, maybe it's tomorrow. One day somebody will be like, oh, but remember when you um, did this, this, and that? You think you're such a good person now, right? And you have to have the mindset and the capacity to take that in as I did do that. And I am a better person now because I did that, but I never do it again. It will never be me. You can never hurt my feelings with my past because it's in the past. It will never happen again. And I can't convince you that with my words, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove to you. So you can say out your mouth all you want. But I am going to prove to you that will never, ever, 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 ever happen again. Because I'm a different person now. People can change, baby. So, you know, well, uh, again, like I said, late night ramblings. We're talking about the past versus going forward. When your kids ask you a question, try to be as truthful as possible. Sometimes the whole truth is inappropriate, but try to be as truthful as possible. When somebody try to bring up your past and be like, oh, yeah, you acted like this now, but remember high school, you did this, this, and that. Sure did. But guess who ain't did it again? Me. But also, if I wanted to do it again, I still would do that happily because that's my business. It's my body, it's my mouth, it's my mind. You know, whatever the situation, it's my money. Whatever the situation is. It's going to come up because you're going to be tested. When it's time to change and you actually fully make that change, you're going to be tested. And the people who will test you are the closest people to you. When I say the closest people to you, I mean the people who can reach out and touch you at any point of the day. Those people. Not every single one, but it might be one or two of them. And you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared to say, yeah, that happened. And did I do it again? It's been this amount of time. Has it happened again? Okay, so what's your point? What point are you trying to make? What's your end game? What What's the goal? Did you make it? Oh, okay. Sometimes you got to make people like that feel just as dumb as they try to make you feel when they said that to you. Be honest, Poodabot. Be honest, Poodabot. You cannot let people do you like that. You cannot. You cannot. 
And so my whole point of bringing up the past and then and then pushing it forward to the future is to say, from generation to generation, it's different. From year to year, it's different. From month to month, can be different, baby. And also from day to day, it can be different. But what you cannot do is let somebody come around you and bring up your past and either try to convince you of something or try to goad you into feeling less than because of what you've been through. Because I was raised on the saying that God wouldn't put you through nothing that you couldn't get through. And so if I've been through something and it's hard and it's tough and it's challenging and all this other stuff, God put me through that. You think he put me through it to be shamed by you? No. And I can't stop you from saying what you want to say. And I would never try to try to. But what I will stop is you manipulating my reaction. Because I control that. I control what come out of my mouth or how I move my body. That's me. And even if you say something that hurt my feelings. I can look you, I can look at you, maybe I'm in tears, maybe I'm not, and say, oh, well, it happened. Yeah, I did it, okay? And then turn around and go home and, and cry, or turn around and go to my room and cry, or, you know, go in the bathroom, take a shower, cry during that shower, however it go. You don't have to allow these people into your head and to manifest negativity into your life. Your past, yes, it, it, it was a past. Sometimes people pass me messed up. Sometimes people pass me squeaky clean and somebody will still find something. You just gotta, you, you have to be clear in your mind. And that's not easy for everybody. So my real true only advice is to accept your own truth. And that's not for everybody else. Sometimes you got to look in a mirror and say what you did and get used to saying it. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Sometimes you got to write it down and get used to writing it down and, and looking at what you did. Look at it. You did it. Can you go back in the past and change it? No. Can you move forward and be better and greater and bigger and stronger? Yes. You can. So. At the risk of being repetitive, baby. The past is the past. That don't mean that people going to stop bringing it up. People going to bring it up. Matter of fact, it's going to be people's favorite thing to bring up, Poodle Butt. They going to keep on bringing it up. They going to keep on talking about you. They're going to keep on laughing at you. They're going to keep on pointing. But guess what? You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to um, be, you don't have to let that manipulate what you got going on in the future. Because one thing about it, you could be ashamed of something that you did and still move on. You could think about something that you did in the past and be like, oh my gosh, I should have never did that. You could shed a couple tears about it. You can punch the air. <laughs> Kick a little bit. But you don't got to let it affect your next decision. Meaning, don't go backwards. 
Don't put yourself back in those shoes. Because that's what they want. There's people out here that really truly want that. And it, it don't even be because they're doing bad. Sometimes this could be the most successful friend that you have. All the money, all the lives, the kids, the marriage, um, the big house, all of that. Now, that'll make people happy. You got to remember that, honey. Misery loves company. So, yeah, you could be like, why do this person want to do this to me? Why would they want to bring me down? They got all this stuff. They so much better than me. Mentally, they not, boo-boo. They not. Because nobody mentally stable would do that to another person. Nobody. So love yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. And, and when you do count down the things that you did wrong, count up the ways that you have changed. Look at yourself in the mirror. What do you see? Somebody who's trying. Somebody who cares. Somebody who's moving forward. Somebody who woke up today and got out the bed and, and have the wherewithal to even look in the mirror and have this type of mindset. Somebody who could flip their life around at any point in time if they really wanted to. You could do it. You can um, push forward and be whatever type of person you want to be. Where there's a will, there's a way. So, like I always say... I hope you're having a good day, week, night, month, year. Um, <clears throat> I hope that whatever you're working on, you get to finish it. And um, whatever you're not working on, you turn around and find the strength and the perseverance to actually start working on it, baby. You could do it. You could do it. Um, okay, Poodle Butt. I'm about to go on and sign off. Um Be positive. Be great. Bye.